Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> podcast and that's all i need and this dog and this dog and this microphone that's 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 all that's i need, all I need. Uh, oh episode god. 10 is that right is this, is this 10? 10 i think this is 10 i think Chronicles oh is nine. my god so ben i just want to take a moment to say congratulations you have come so far from episode one where we rambled for over an hour about the horrific mistake that was The Last Jedi. And now you have catchphrases, little quips, and some really fantastic repartee. We are all so proud of you, and we wish you the very best for all episodes after this. I've done nothing but just wave to the crowd. While Megan said all of that. You like me! Just an inv- no one's here. Just waving to Rocket. <laughs> You've just been waving at Rocket, yeah, and he's just been sitting there. Like, what? No, um, ten episodes, Ten though. episodes. That's Into a big deal. Digits, that's, that's a good thing. crossing a mile marker. And I've been feeling really happy. Like, I ran into our friend Clara, mm-hmm. and I'm... Hi, Clara. Hi, Clara. Um, she... I saw her at an audition the other day. And she's like, oh, my God, I was literally just listening to you because she'd been listening to our podcast in her office. I just love hearing that. I love hearing that people actually like us and that we make them laugh. And that's what this whole thing is about. You can uh, can put us on for 45 minutes. Yeah, just just kind uh, of ignore us while you're doing meal prep or exactly. emails or whatever ignore us while you go ignore about your us life. while you go about your life it's like how you have certain netflix shows that are just for when you're cleaning yeah. when i listen to a podcast though i really i'm really invested you are <laughs> i'm very invested there was the one time remember you said that the you were listening to the podcast my dad wrote a porno uh-huh. and you yelled on the subway oh my lord i would have like actual audible reactions in the middle of a busy subway car I forget what it was. It was at like five in the morning or oh something. And you were yelling like it was something about a woman's vagina yeah. or something. You're like, that's not where it is. If you haven't listened to My Dad Wrote a Porno, it's essentially about this guy's dad gets into, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? No, romantic not, novels. Romantic, like, like erotica novels, but like the lowest level you could, it was like self-published. Right. Erotica and novels. it's like the same kind of porno where it's like where like the porno is like the pizza delivery guy shows up and is like, "Hi, you yeah. ordered a pizza." It's pound, like, pound, 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 it's pound. It's like log jamming in the Big Lebowski. It's like a Jackie Treehorn. Exactly. Porno. I still jerk off manually. Jackie um, Treehorn erotica. Yeah, that's what so it is. So this guy and his friends just sit around and listen to the porno that his dad wrote. It's there's like three seasons it's of it. Really I think season four is coming out. It's so. But like bad in a good way. Fucking funny. Yes. You have got to subscribe and listen yes. to my dad. So shout out to so my dad wrote a porno. Yeah, my dad wrote a porno. My dad wrote a porno. Yeah. We're so I married a cinephile. Exactly. There, my no dad so wrote a. There's no there. so. Right. So we are uh, finishing out. Um, well, Ben is finishing out his last week yeah, here in Portland for a little last, bit. This is my last day here in PDX. And I've, then you're back in like what? 17, 17 days. Yeah, it's so, not too terribly long. Yeah, I'm flying all over the place. Man. Yeah. I get to go to Florida in July, mm-hmm. going to L.A. in June. Mm-hmm. 
I'm coming back up here in June as well. So, so I have like four flights in the next two months. So you and I have both eaten in a lot of places over the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. If someone were to come visit Portland yes. and wanted to hear from native Portlanders who have recently come back and really tried to dig into the foodie scene, yeah. is there any restaurant that you would recommend? And if so, what's one item from the menu they have to get? Man, I went to Uno Mas Mexican Taquiera. Uh-huh. And it was... Mucho gusto. Yeah, that's good. I ordered the uh, just regular chicken tacos. I also ordered a basket of chips and salsa and guacamole. And these chips are like eight inches long. Are they really? Fried, long, crispy tortilla chips. I didn't know that. So when they brought the basket to the table, I was like, (laughs) I think I made that sound. And she's like, oh. You okay? I'm like, yeah, I just, I wasn't expecting these chips. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. I was like Huel Hauser when he goes to like a glass recycling factory. Right. Like, I was not expecting the size of these chips to be so long. Here's where we get the long chips. Look at that. I'm in the mood for some water. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> This is where we get the socks. I know we might be spending too much time talking about this. Huel Hauser, who's like a retired Marine, used to have this show called like the Huel Hauser Hour or something like that. But Adam Carolla plays reruns of it, and it's uh, so fucking funny. This guy just found the most joy. Well, and you can find him on YouTube. Like, you can find this guy, Huel Hauser, on YouTube, and he goes to these incredibly random places. Boring places to all of us. Yeah, like an avocado farm. Right. And a dog sniffs out this dog goes an, and sniffs out and collects the avocado. Which he doesn't. It was just a farm dog. It was just a farm And he's like, and the dog is like eating some avocado and the guy's trying to explain to him like, okay, so this is how we farm these trees and this is how we make the avocado and, and he's busy with, he's like, this is an avocado this, eating dog. This is amazing. He gets obsessed with like the most mundane part of yeah, the mundane place that they're at. in the most regular not even day-to-day stuff. Like, stuff you and I wouldn't even think about. Which is a gift. It's great. I suppose. It's great. It it's just makes you appreciate the tiny things. The little, literally the tiny the things. The tiny, right. He's probably fascinates over a sugar packet. There is no end to the amount of information you've provided us here with today. <laughs> there are bats in here. Rest in peace, Hauser. Okay, so that. you would say, uh, no... I would go to Uno Mas, Uno Mas. Mexican Taquiera. It's on, I believe it's off of Gleason. Okay. It's in the Northeast area. Okay. Yeah, but this Mexican food took me by surprise. Surprise. Muy, muy caliente. <laughs> I, I would, so I'm at a, I'm at a, there's a toss up because okay. there were a couple of different places were that were we really good. Were we to brunch today though? That was really good. That was very good. So today simple. we went to, it was like your greasy diner type of experience, right. but leveled up. Yeah. It was like they had pancakes and they had um French they toast. had yeah and bacon and like just like your regular eggs and stuff like that, but it leveled up a yeah, little bit. It, it, was, it was a little more bougie. It wasn't so mom and pop. Right. Yeah. So it was a place called City State. It's uh, off of twenty eighth. Yeah. yeah. Twenty <clears> eighth <throat> and almost almost to Burnside. Like yeah, between Burnside and Cooch on on twenty eighth on I the east. I think that's side. right. Yeah. But uh, it's very good. Super good. And Great outdoor then seating, also too, I just the brunch scene here is so amazing. Yeah. Like we went to Jam. On Hawthorne we twice, there twice while we were here. and the French toast. Yeah. That's some insane French toast because they use Grand Marnier in yes. it, 
which Put gives fresh it this strawberries on insane it, flavor and complete with ugh, maple syrup and it's so good. Ugh. And they also have the most amazing mimosa menu. Yeah, just like Raspberry everything. mimosas, grapefruit mimosas. Yeah. Strawberry mimosas. Yeah, it was insane. So I would say if you were visiting Portland, City State and Jam Mm. for brunch. Yes, and then also uh, no no quiero. Why do I want to say no quiero? One more. Uno Uno mas mas. Mexican taquilla. Okay. The brunch places though, it's like how they brunch in Chelsea. These guys show up early, right? And they show up often. Yes. Do the same. Just plan on waiting a half hour. If you go to Jam especially, Jam had, yes. always has a line. Yep. So. If you can get there before like 10, you probably <laughs> won't have to wait as long. Today was a Saturday, but even on a weekday, yeah. Jam has a line. Yeah. So, so all right. So we so we brunched, we ate, um, we napped, we napped we so much. We attempted to work out today. We had a really sad we workout We took a Pure today. Bar class yesterday. Yeah, so our friend Tabitha... Our friend Tabitha took us to this, because I used to teach mm. bar three, mm. and this was different. This yes. was more difficult than yes. bar three. This was very hard. This was called pure bar, because there's bar three, pure bar, <coughs> bar method, I bar. It's like bar yeah. bar back, yeah. bar front. Candy bar. Candy bar, bar fly. Mm. There's at least 17 others in Portland alone. <laughs> yeah. Um and so we went to Pure Bar, and it was just, man, burned out your muscles so much. Super fast. Yeah. Like, I was tremoring pretty much the last 10 minutes of class. Like, right. My legs were straight up in the air, and I was just shaking, shaking, just because right. my, my muscles were so fatigued by the end of it. Um, and then you moved to shed. And then I moved to tool shed it was from like, one side of the yard to another, but we also had to turn it. 180 degrees. degrees. It's not like a tiny shed. This is a big ass shed. Completely. It was about the size of a small elephant. So we had to use jacks and little tank turny things and PVC pipe. Yeah. And two by two. It's like you might as well have had like you know the 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 um the western music (laughs) going like a barn raising and like should have had people hollering and right. That would have been really funny. Yep. A hanky to wipe my sweaty morale and then to to end the day to wrap everything we up topped it all off. we topped it all off with the, the jerk. jerk i was born a poor black child one of the greatest comedies of all time <laughs> megan's first time seeing it yes i've when, seen it when did you first see it this was a movie that was just on Another one that was just on. You know, it was sh- it was the edited version, so I don't think you really were able but to like, appreciate like cable edited, so yeah. like Comedy Central type yeah. thing. Okay, so they didn't leave everything in. They went as far as they could. Right. Um. Yeah. Made it in 1979, starring and written by Steve Martin. I didn't know he wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, him and like two other guys. Okay. But Still. uh, and uh, directed by uh Carl Reiner, who's a very funny actor, director, comedian. Mm-hmm. Those. Old enough in our audiences, Carl Reiner was in the Oceans movies. Mm-hmm. He played uh, he played Saul, Oceans Eleven, yeah, yeah the older guy mm-hmm. um, who ended up training Brad Pitt, I think. But anyway, um, he and Mel Brooks also shared a very close friendship over the years. Mm-hmm. That's sort of where I can kick in this humor or compare it to is to like Mel Brooks. It's very silly. It is. It's just it's, silly for the sake of being silly. Right. It's kind of like Mel Brooks humor, almost toned down with more narrative. But, right. But not by much, though. Right. Not by a whole lot. There was a, a pretty good tagline on IMDb, but I actually found one in the trivia section that I think fits it. And this is the one that was on the, on the movie poster when it came out. He was a poor black sharecropper's son who never dreamed he was adopted. 
Steve Martin is the jerk. A rags to riches to rags story. I really like that. That's that's 1,000% yeah. accurate. So, uh, yeah, Steve Martin plays a character named Navin Johnson. He's a white man who grew up with a black family. Right. But he's so he's kind of a dimwit, so he, he can't quite figure out he never really quite. He's like right. if, he knows that he's different, right? Because he doesn't have rhythm. Like it, like the the opening scene is the family like dancing. He's out the on poor the man's porch. Forrest Gump, right? And he's like trying to like. He get can't on quite rhythm, get the blues rhythm because he's the only white guy among. among right, the but black then people. as soon as they start playing like like the gospel, like white people music, is right. Then he's like, oh my god, I found my rhythm. <laughs> and they're like, oh, good for you. So basically, yeah. Steve Martin, he. What's his name? Marvin? Navin. Navin. Navin with an N. That's so weird. That's a weird name. So <laughs> Navin basically realizes that there's more out there in the world, and he goes and explores, and of course runs into all these crazy, crazy hijinks. And, but despite it all, he is so grateful yes. and so positive and optimistic. Right. He It's it's Forrest Gump, but a comedy. It's right. He made Forrest Gump just a flat-out comedy. I bet if I think about it real hard, I could remember my first pair of shoes. Uh yeah, so what um so wait a minute, you went you went first last time. I'm gonna oh, okay. I'm gonna go first. You're gonna this go time. first? Is that right. okay? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So um I liked it. I don't know if it's like the funniest movie I've ever sure. seen in my life. Sure. I actually don't really know what the funniest movie is that I've seen in my life. Man. It's I don't know. I would have to go with either Young Frankenstein or Blazing Saddles. Oh uh, yeah. If we're going for this era, though, yeah. then yes, I yes. would agree with that. If we're like funniest movie that I've ever ever seen and laughed the hardest at, it would probably be Anchorman. Oh, okay. I like that's my that's the my first kind time of humor. I saw Wedding Crashers. I almost ended up on the theater floor, right? Laughing, <laughs> right? It was the dinner scene. But but this is really funny. Yes. And like what I loved the most about it is that it was just like. It would go in and out of times of where you're like, this is just completely ridiculous yes. and stupid. And then back into, oh, well, there's there's kind of some reality here. Yeah, this is kind of, there's part... some storyline happening, yeah. you know? And um, uh, comedians like Steve Martin and like Martin Short <laughs> and all the Mel Brooks crew and like, uh, they're all the ones that kind of laid this foundation for what comedy would become. Sure. Like, I don't remember if Caddyshack was before or after this. Caddyshack was... After the jerk, Caddyshack right. was actually in the mid '80s, I think, unless it was 1988. So I feel like this stuff like really laid the groundwork for some of that, and yeah. then it just continued and continued to become like the ridiculous satire comedy that we know today. Yeah, very much so. Um, Steve Martin, who's a Saturday Night Live right alum, vet. Mm -hmm. um, this was in '79, so he'd already been around for a few years. There's actually a lot of stand-up that's looped in into some of the oh really the dialogue. Oh, so he'd done. I'm pretty sure he'd already done like a Hollywood Bowl sort of performance like sure. he was, of course he was very very well known at yeah the time. But, uh, and um uh, let's see here i've got my notes out you know i loved uh all the different side characters that were in it yeah because they were so different and so unique and fleshed out yeah like there was the gas station guy right. who was like kind of a, a little bit of a you know i don't want to use the word shyster i feel like that's offensive no, is like, that an offensive yeah, word yeah, um so. so anyways and then there was the crazy bike lady 
Uh, and then there was the guy who tried to assassinate the guy who tried to assassinate. That's who, who right. Turns up into a, who turns into a private investigator a few years later? Which <clears throat> I want. I want his story. M. Emmett Walsh, who plays. I want the... his story. Can I find out what <laughs> led him to get to that point, right. and then how he all of a sudden like found Jesus <laughs> right. and decided to like become a private detective? He said in the movie, there's a couple of lines where he he corners Navin finally, and he's like, "Yeah, I was just kind of in a bad phase, rough marriage. <laughs> anyway, I grew out of that." Private investigator now. Like, <laughs> here's oh, a check. Okay, here's a check for you. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, let's see here. I wrote, he runs how I run. <laughs> That's so true. He runs like a goofball. Oh, when he can't figure out the rhythm, uh-huh. that's how I am at a at a Broadway dance center dance class. <laughs> oh, I hope it's not that it bad. It is. It's pretty bad. Like, because oh, you've got all these, like, 20-year-olds that are, like, doing triples, and I'm right, over in the corner trying to snap, and I can't stay on beat. And they're, like, you know, dancing to Fosse, and they're doing layouts, and I'm over in the corner just, like, trying yep. to stomp my foot, and it's not happening. <laughs> That's how I feel I look, at least at Broadway dance calls and Broadway dance center. <laughs> I love Bernadette Peters in this. Like, that was, like, I would say that, like, I like this movie. The thing that stuck out to me was absolutely Bernadette Peters. Yes. Just because her character was so surprising. Are you a model? No, I'm a cosmetologist. Really? A cosmetologist? That's unbelievable. That's impressive. Must be tough to handle a weightlessness. Yeah. Like she would go from this sweet, angelic, kind of like sassy girl mm-hmm. into <laughs> someone that totally suspends disbelief when Steve Martin is like smashing her face around because it's <laughs> so rubbery and right. <laughs> to like lavish lifestyle to you've ruined everything to I'm here to forgive you. Learning how to be a knife thrower. Learning how right. to be a knife thrower in her spare time. <laughs> oh my God. It was so ridiculous. Yeah. I just, I, so her character specifically stuck out to me just because I love her so much and know her mostly from musical theater. Right. But I haven't really seen her in a ton of acting alone yeah. stuff other than like Mozart, Mozart in the Jungle, the jungle right. which she sadly that yeah. got canceled and she was wonderful. She in. was on, what was that NBC show that got canceled? Smash? Smash. Was she on Smash? Yeah, she was, she did like one of the guest main star, co star, ants or something. Oh, like that. okay. I don't know if I've, I've told people my Smash story. But I don't think you have. I watched 10 minutes of the opening episode, and then I walked away. Because these characters are in the middle of a rehearsal for right. a Broadway show. Right. And the equity monitor says, okay, everyone, let's take a 10-minute break. Silence. You're afterwards. supposed to say... Thank you, Thank ten. you, Ten. Something to, like, vocally acknowledge know. that you heard them. Yes. And nobody said shit. And I'm like, done. And I walked away from Smash. And that was it. That's my Smash story. Uh, but she was in the show as, like, again, uh, I don't know this, but I think right. it was one of the Broadway aunts. actors' aunts who came in to, like, oh, Auntie Bernadette. Um, So that's what I thought of the movie. I liked it. Not my absolute all-time favorite. Sure. But it's definitely, I would say, watch it if you haven't watched it. What did you think? I I haven't watched this movie gonna ask. through in many years. Yeah. The the unedited version as well. It was just so endearing to hear like Steve Martin call his dog shithead. That's right. Um, you know, just I the, never knew <laughs> why. I'd seen clips of that. I was like, right. why is he calling him shithead? Shit right. Because in the TV version, they switched it to stupid. I don't know how that would quite match up with the the how the lips the, are the moving. That doesn't right. quite Not look so up. Well. But Naven is just such an innocent 
character. He's such yeah. a dimwit, but you connect with him so deeply. Yeah. He, of course, is the audience as sort of every man, innocent He's character, the hero. the hero of the movie, the fall from grace, the rags to riches to rags story. Right. Um. It it had it was again it was back in the seventies, so it had this kind of humor that specifically pointed out the silliness of racism mm-hmm. and skin color, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, Blazing also Saddles is classism, a great... I think, as well. Yeah, very much so. Because he was born into, you know, this poor, impoverished, you know, family. And commenting a little bit on the, the not the racism of it, but, like, Blazing Saddles is a great example of taking a horrible word, the N-word, right, and not making a joke out of it, but saying it so much that it becomes ludicrous like to the, the situation to the situation yes. especially and it is said by so many people who are who are portrayed as such idiots in these movies right i feel like they take the topic of racism and hit it over the head so hard right that you that you kind of take a step back and be like wow it's really silly to be that racist right like can we hear ourselves right it's, it's very much like the scene in Django Unchained yes where the early Ku Klux Klan members are trying to figure out are we gonna ride with these hoods do on we our wear head? the hoods or not are we wearing the bags like they're all flower bags with that are poorly cut them. out right. anybody bring any extra bags no nobody brought an extra bag I'm just asking but a scene like that from Django just comments on, again, the silliness mm-hmm. of racism. Right. And I feel like it. they touched on that a little bit in The Jerk, just mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, you were, you're white, you were put on our doorstep when you were a baby, but we'd raise you like you were one of us. And he didn't care. He no. It's like, this is my family. I, no, he just know? said, so that means I'm always going to stay this color? Right. <laughs> and he doesn't have rhythm, and that's no, okay, because they accept him anyway. They just love him like, as he is. Like, oh, what an idea. Like what oh, an God. idea. Wow. But, um, yeah, it was just, to me, it was not only silly, it was just a very, like, sweet movie. Like, yes. this weird, innocent hero's journey from rags to riches to rags. I didn't um, know how it was going to end because right. I knew things about that. it, but right. I didn't know how it was going to end. And I was like, that's it. And it's not a very long movie. It's only 90 minutes. Right. Like, it's, it's barely long. I mean, I guess Disney it technically movie. does come full circle because he goes back home. Right. He's seen the world and goes back home with a new wife they and do all have of that a jazz. Place. They have a bigger place. <laughs> they buy the same they shack. They have a bigger shack. Three times bigger. <laughs> um, Which is so ridiculous. So stupid. Uh, very funny. Yeah. So at any rate, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Um, no, I was just saying the uh, the Naven's innocence. Yeah, you're right. Bernadette Peters is so like young and sweet in this, but she and she's not like helpless either. No, she's not, which I yeah, really enjoy. Yeah. Like that whole interaction with the biker woman <clears throat> and her, she just hauls off and hits her right across the face. That biker woman scares me. <laughs> I had no clue what she was gonna do right. at any given point. Like, right. cause she's like, I was like, oh my god, did she actually tattoo? Uh, Naven's name on her <laughs> butt like did that actually happen or I don't know it, it was so weird and then she's like this is my husband and I'm like did they cut out a wedding scene that we just missed <laughs> like she they was both literally crazy so maybe they had like a carny a carny wedding, wedding or something like that so the the premise again it's it's about this this kid who sets off from home on this adventure and how he just Again, it's so akin to Forrest Gump. I'm wondering if the writers it of really Forrest Gump is. watched the now jerk that I'm and you're thinking like, I got about it. it. I'm going to do the jerk. 
but, but in a sad, serious way. And but sad. sad. And let's add in, like, let's add <laughs> in the Vietnam the War <laughs> just to really <laughs> right. spice it up. They're like, let's take this story that's uh, already been told and make it super fucking right. sad. Because he, like, he gets a job at a gas station and then... He goes and joins the carnival. Right. And after that, he strikes it rich for. Oh, it was for the the OptiGrab opti thing. He fixed this guy's Which I'm glasses. like, okay, it has to be guys like the jerk who are responsible for all of the crap that we get on the as seen on TV yep. stuff. Yep. Hi, Billy Mays here for the Greater Plater. Like those are the guys that are making these kinds of terrible products that end up making people go permanently cross-eyed. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> Which was the dumbest fucking right. reason. Oh my god, but so like, simple. Yeah. Right. Oh my god, so simple. And how they did the the on camera interview with Carl Reiner, who played Carl Reiner. Right. He can't direct. Movies he can't now direct movies anymore because he's cross-eyed. And he fucking... can't. He didn't call cut soon <laughs> enough, so a car went <laughs> careening car off, off of the, a cliff. And blew up. Yep. Probably killed the actor. Uh, yes, probably killed. The so actor. he fixes this guy's son, this guy's glasses at the gas station. He ends up striking it rich because they patent the idea. Right. And then he lives this. Scarface style rags to riches life, right. minus the cocaine. Right. But he, it's so extravagant, and he just ends up buying now, a bunch of stupid stuff. But that doesn't happen in Forrest Gump. He doesn't get rich or anything. He does. He does. He, yeah, they invest all their money in. Well, oh, yeah, in Bubba Gump. Bubba Gump Shrimp, That's right. I have invest... seen Forrest Gump. I have seen that. Okay. I have seen that. You're not lying to me. No, I'm not lying to you. Okay. I've seen You've it. Seen Forrest yeah. Gump. Yeah. Okay. He he runs around a lot. He just runs. He around gets me. shot in the butt. But no, bubblegum shrimp, and then they end up investing in Apple computers. Oh, that like, I didn't remember. So we don't have to worry about money, and I'm like, good, one less thing, you know. <laughs> so they're like, oh, you're like a multi-gazillionaire, but he just he doesn't know it. Cause God, okay, so now I so want slow. someone to do a fan cut of a trailer for The Jerk, but make it Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump stuff. And then I want them to do the same thing with it Forrest Gump exists. and cut it. As like the jerk where it's a comedy. You know what? I bet it exists. I bet the I bet the trailer's out there. Okay, if we find there it, have to I'm be gonna people post who've drawn this parallel from the jerk. I'm gonna to post Gump. right. I'm gonna right? post something for that if I find it. <laughs> um oh my god, that's so ridiculous. There was one other thing. Oh, go ahead, did you have something else? No, the uh so we they strike it rich and they end up living this lavish lifestyle and then But did you catch like the little gags where the judge is like he makes he he makes Maven or Naven write a check to every single person yes. for one dollar and nine cents. Right, <laughs> and he's like licking, licking it and crumpling it, and yep, <laughs> putting it out. Yeah, that was uh, so dumb. And there's like this homage to '70s martial arts movies with Bruce Lee with like, oh, the little fight right. scene next to the pool where these guys that was are super so racist. Dumb. And he's like, Excuse me, and then he beats the crap out of right. him. Right, um, just skinny, hairy Steve Martin with his gold chains. So um, dumb. Uh, this is a quick question that I had. Um, if you were to want to, if like, let's say that you could be cast in this, they made a remake of it. Mm -hmm. Who would you want to be? Who would I want to be? Yeah. I would cast you as Naven. You would cast me as Naven? I would Navin? cast you as Naven, hands down. Me? Yes. So, absolutely. So pull a Ghostbusters and make I me? I would. I would. I would. Yeah. I feel like you would just play that character so well. I don't know actually. if that, I feel like that's a compliment, but it, it also could it go. But you could also be cast as like the Bernadette Peters character. Okay. You know, uh, but who would I, who would I want to play? Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. I don't know if there's really anything, any character that. Well, so that's the thing is that it's a remake. You don't right. have to necessarily. I'd love to play Naven. I think that'd just be fun. Yeah. It'd just be fun, stupid, silly, like. You know, I don't know any better. Like, right. I'm I'm innocent and have only known this shack is my world and <laughs> how my family is all a different color than me and I right. don't have any rhythm. 
Um, yeah, I think Naven would be fun. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, that's the only character that I can think of. What about you? I think it'd be really funny to be the gas owner, <laughs> the gas station owner. He's really funny. He is. It's very understated. To be honest, that's what most of the small business owners are like in New York. <laughs> that's well, what the majority of them are like. Just, yeah, just very solid comedic actors all yeah. the way around. But, um, yeah, the fact that Steve Martin helped write this. Yeah. Steve Martin started out with, like, the Smothers Brothers during their, like, their, during their 50s and 60s, like, comedy tour. I have trip. no idea what that is. Really? No. Oh, man. So, Smothers Brothers are sort of, like, variety show. You know, they'd be on the Ed Sullivan show, but they were, like, a comic brother duo, but they also sang songs and played uh-huh. instruments. Like, legit, like, back when people had, like, legitimate... Like Lady Gaga, Justin Timberlake, hands-on talent. Right, where you right. actually sing and you don't require having... <laughs> auto-tune. Auto-tune. Right. You can auto-tune. actually hold a, hold a note. Before auto-tune, there was Art Garfunkel. Before there was... Say. Yeah, before there was auto-tune, there <laughs> was Freddie Mercury. Just such perfect pitch yeah. that are just born gifted. Yeah. You know, or they or they work really hard. Yeah. They you know and they get lucky. Cut know. to the released uh, audio of Britney Spears singing unauto tuned. Oh God. Do you remember that? I do. That's also on YouTube. Yep. Ugh. Anyways uh, so let's, we've kind of covered it. I think so. But to be fair, you guys, I, I have to be totally transparent. We're a little bit tired today. Uh, um, we are tired. We are. I think just between bar and Ben moving the shed and. Yeah, we attempted to go to the, I mean, we went to the we gym We went to today. the gym. It was super sad. It was for sad. like a half hour though. And, and it we was like. kind of maxed out. We're like. We maxed out after like 30 minutes. I was like, I think I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it was super depressing. <laughs> So we're we apologize. This may not be like the most <clears throat> sparky, lively yeah. show we've ever done. But that's okay. That's okay. Life is messy sometimes. Life is and messy. Sometimes the offerings we offer. Are I messy. think that's what you said. Life is messy, and then we went into speaking of messy jaws. <laughs> speaking that's of what you mess. <laughs> okay, let's do some trivia. Cue, Cue the trivia, trivia music. music. Two people were dating during this movie. Who do you think it was? Two people dated during yeah. the movie? Yeah. I want to guess Steve Martin and Bernadette Peters. They are very much <gasps> oh, that's so cute. They made two movies together. Um, this is, uh, let's see, the first of the two. Then they made another movie two years later. Uh, it wasn't Patience and Prunes, or was it? I'll have to look that up. Okay. But anyway, but they made uh, they made two movies together. Uh, this Cute. One and uh, one other movie. But yeah, they were in a personal relationship. Yeah. This movie was happening. Um, the the director is Stanley Kubrick, Clockwork uh-huh. Orange, The Shining. Uh, loved this film. Really? Much on every set, after like he would just quote lines from this movie. That's have someone awesome. like Stanley Kubrick like, you know, just well, quote this movie all over the place. Right, and somebody who <laughs> like really, somebody who really invests themselves in a very different genre. Yeah. To have such an appreciation yeah, for the had movie you worked on. Very specific vision and yes. to all of his movies. Um, there is a fellow comedian who was very popular in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, he filmed a scene for this movie, but it was cut. Oh. Sort of a cameo. I'm going to um, guess. He's older now, but very, like, popular in a hipster way. Oh, I was going to say Dan Aykroyd. Cause Close. It is? Yeah. They uh, were both in Ghostbusters. They were? Yes. Bill Murray? It was Bill Murray. Oh. Yeah. But his scene was cut, and so he, like, playfully talks shit about this movie all the time. Oh, really? Like, yeah, the movie's horrible. 
because they're missing this one scene. I can't quite put my finger on what's missing, but <laughs> it's something, this je ne sais quoi. Of course know. he did. You know, my dad actually went to high school with Bill Murray. Oh, oh, that's right. My dad went to high school with Bill Murray. And then your uncle had an interaction with Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci. Right. Yeah. So really? My dad said that, like, Bill Murray... 1,000% is was like how he is in movies where he's yeah. kind of understated and just goofy. Right. He's like, he's like that all the time. Yeah. Like, he wasn't necessarily like the class clown or anything, mm -hmm. but he definitely just, that's who he is. Yeah. Who yeah. he is is that. I don't see a whole lot of like, when I see Bill, Mur Bill Murray in a movie now, uh -huh. I don't see a lot of like putting on. Sure. I feel like it's just, except for like, I saw his cameo in the new Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. And he just sat there the whole time because right. it looked like he really didn't want to be there. Right. But I feel like that's how he is in most movies that I watch him in. Yeah, like, like Zombieland. He, he and... could be doing like 50 other things. Yeah, even Lost in Translation. Right. Yeah. Well, well, that, again, like, I feel like his understated really worked for that performance because yeah. it was very understated. Yeah. But almost every movie I've seen him in, I'm like, yeah, he could take or leave this, like, and drop that. Yeah. In the top 10 highest grossing movies of the year, which number do you think this movie was? And this was 1979. 1979. Yep. Wait. <laughs> it was not... It's five. No. no. What? Up. Up? Yep. Now, do you mean up as in, like, number one? Or up as in numbers? <laughs> yes, I don't know. What do I mean? At seven? <laughs> it was ninth. Ninth. Yeah. Okay, Still for that for year. That's that was top ten. really good. Top ten. Um, Steve Martin's first uh, starring role. That's amazing. Yeah, I guess I thought... Because I thought since he did SNL, he would have had more stuff before then. Yeah, I think... But I mean, at the same time, thinking about, like, Kristen Wiig, Bridesmaids was really her first yeah, leading I mean, like, role. Breakout. Yeah, leading Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was also a particular crisis happening nationwide. Really? At the time. Um, I'm going to really embarrass myself because I'm terrible with history. It so. forced people to carpool. It forced people to carpool. Yep. I was going to say Cuban Missile Crisis, no. which is not We're at all. About almost 20 years. No. Was it gas? It was yeah. Gas issues? Yeah, it was a, just a huge national gas shortage huh. that year. So uh, Steve Martin and Carl Reiner would carpool to sets, and on the way, they would come up with like two or three jokes they would use. That's cute. Yeah, like that. Jeez. Uh, one of the writers is in the movie. He plays one of the guys who he beats up in a martial arts scene. Oh, um, Iron oh, Ball. little he, he plays Iron cameo. Balls McGinty. Yeah. Iron Balls McGinty. Carl Gottlieb, who was one of the writers. Christ plays on a Iron cracker. So, uh, there is the infamous cat juggling scene, uh -huh. and do you know who's doing the juggling? You told me. It was Steve Martin. Right. 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 For those of you who don't know, that's actually Steve Martin in a very Which bad is way really to hard to see. Right, right. Yeah, they, they do a pretty good job. Since it's, it's like it's black and white and kind of blurry, yeah, kinda like grainy. it took me a second to realize when you're like, that's Steve Martin. I'm like, no, it's not. It's just one of those stupid, silly scenes where all right. these people are like asking him for money, and this guy comes in and shows him a cat juggling video from right. Mexico. <laughs> And, like, uh, you just see this guy juggling kittens. Stop, stop, stop the tape. Could a god exist in a world where that would allow this, this to happen? How oh much god. money do you need? I bet the ASPCA had a field day with that. Sir, so there are um, some charity people here. No, send them away. Send There's people them. who need more than I do. 
No, sir, they won't. I will say that's one thing is that this is probably one of the higher quotable movies. Yeah, it's very, like, very it's, And that's the thing, too, and I think maybe that's why I thought of Anchorman is that yeah. Anchorman is one of the top most quotable movies, in my opinion, ever. Very much so. And because of this, like, if you say, I was born a poor black child, right. or if you say, and that's all I, that's need, all I need, or whatever, right. or even, too, like, you belong to me, that song, right. you remember that from the jerk. Right. Like, it's very quotable. Right. Pizza in so. a cup. Yeah. Like oh my all... gosh, that's right. The pizza in a cup. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this guy makes oh, the yeah. best pizza in a cup. People come from miles around to get this pizza in a cup. There, there is a, there's a restaurant called Naven R. Johnson. Uh huh. Where do you think it's based? Wait, there's a restaurant called Naven. There's a restaurant called Naven R. Johnson. Okay. Where do you think it's based? Uh, is it in the Midwest? No. no. East Coast? No. West Coast? California? No, where? Oregon. What? Yeah. There's a what? I don't know what they serve, <gasps> but there's a restaurant called Nathan R. Johnson. Okay, I'm looking and that up. And apparently it's based in Oregon. And lastly, there's one person that Steve Martin did not get along with on set. Oh, really? Yeah. Who do you think it was? Gosh, I don't know. Um, is it the guy? Is it the guy that tries to kill him the no. whole time? <laughs> no. That would be really funny. It was the dog. No way. Yeah, the first day the dog was on set, Steve Martin accidentally dropped a pair of gloves on its head. <gasps> and it made the dog, like, really scared of him. So all throughout shooting, like, he had to, like, coerce the dog into walking with him. Oh, and, uh, it was really no. sad. He was like, oh. Oh, my God, there's a cameo this. in this that I didn't realize. Who? The guy, the first guy who picks up Naven outside of his house. Yeah, and drops him off again. Yeah. Very famous director. I don't know anything. I barely Plays know actor Jessica names. Jessica dad. Directed Misery. That was him? Rob What's his Reiner. name? Rob Reiner? Yeah. What? I didn't even recognize him. No. You can barely see, see him. Yeah. yeah. Um, directed Princess Bride, of course. He did? Yeah. You don't know Rob Reiner directed Princess of Bride? Of course not, Ben. Have you seen The Princess Bride? Yes, I've seen The Princess Bride. And I've read the book, which uh. is so good. I couldn't finish it. I got to the chapter that says Fezziwig dies. Not Fezziwig Fezzi dies? No. I got to the chapter. Stop it. I'm going to. I'm cutting this out. I'm cutting this out. No, I have the power as I have the power as editor to remove this, but now it's gone on too long, and now I have to keep it in. God damn it! No, I read the book, and I stopped at the chapter that said Fezzik dies. I couldn't go any further. I didn't know Fezzik died. Yeah, he dies. Yeah. That makes me sad. Yeah. I mean, Andre the Giant died in real life. Right, exactly. Well, we all die in real life. Yes. Yes. Even Princess Leia. No. Yeah. If she's blasted out of a ship. Oh, that's she right. Can she can right fly herself right back in. Yep. Call back to our yeah. first episode. Mm, mm -hmm. I have so much more to say. I know you do. So I think that's pretty much it, though. Yeah, I recommend this movie to anyone and everyone. Mm -hmm. It's again, it's very much in like it's sort of diet Mel Brooks. It's not as like blatantly almost Monty Python right. silly as a Mel right. Brooks movie, but it's close. Mm -hmm. I feel like. Carl Reiner maybe a, went a little bit more for character in his movies mm -hmm. than Mel Brooks did. Um, but yeah, anyone who enjoys those really great 70s comedies, um, and again, Steve Martin at like the peak of his powers, it's just such a good movie. It is. It's and silly it's, for the sake of being silly. It's right. super short, it's 90 minutes long, um, very quotable, like Megan said. 
Uh, yeah, again, not like the funniest movie of all time, but it's definitely in, it would be in like my top 50, I think. Right. I think so too. Like, and again, it's one of the most quotable things ever. Yes. In the, um, it, it's not Forbes, but I think a magazine who listed the top 100 performances of all time, mm-hmm. this, uh, Steve Martin's performance as Naven is number 99. Really? Yeah. And as a, like, as a character, you know, it's, he's very memorable. So I think that's everything. Would you recommend this movie? I totally would. Good. I think that this movie is, again, it's one of those ones that like all of my friends that I know who I associate and think of as very funny, right. they all love this movie. Yeah. My dad loves this movie. My friend Elizabeth loves this movie. Like, Rocket. <laughs> He's snoring a lot. He's today. snoring so much. He's as tired much. as we are. Um, so, no, I absolutely would recommend this movie. It's it's ridiculous. It's funny. And two, I think it's one that actually for, like, parents who know this movie and have kids that are old enough to see it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think it would be a really fun, like, family movie night. Yeah, I think Just so. to be totally ridiculous. Yeah. There's very little in it that's, like, except for the special purpose. <laughs> Is it getting hot in here? Wait a minute! What's happening to my special purpose? That maybe would not yeah. quite be too PG-13. And there's that one word that you hate that you never hear, that insult. Oh, yes, we were yes. talking about this. I don't think I've ever heard it in a movie, though. No, I well, I've heard it in real life, but right. I haven't heard it, no, an yeah. insult. So it's it's not the C word, but right. the word gash Yeah. that this woman insults. And we're like, it's is that... Is that word worse than the C word? It because feels worse. It hits you like it yeah. Hits you it's like, like a, a ugh. I actually Ow. made that noise when yeah. she said that. Yeah. And again, I was like, I don't think I've ever heard that word used in a movie in like a not much derogatory term no. before. Anyway, um, we're going way off the rails. What? It's the seventies. What do you do? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd recommend this movie? So I would absolutely recommend this movie. Great. To anybody and everybody. Yeah. Me too. Um. And then our unofficial sponsor this week, actually, I feel bad because the other week we were sponsoring Manja, which is my uncle's spice rub company. Yep. Um, we actually found out about this one, and they're our unofficial sponsor for this week. Mm-hmm. Chicken spices. Jerk chicken spices. Mm-hmm. And it's specifically to be used just for chicken. Yeah. If um, you use it on any other meat, it mm-hmm. will blow up in your face. It literally will explode. Right. And ironically enough, it actually comes in cans. Yes. Which you would think that they wouldn't put it in cans because mm-hmm. apparently cans can... Cans can be dangerous. Right. People hate cans, yeah. and they'll try to they shoot them. They cut themselves on cans all the time. No, I'm talking about the guy, the <laughs> killer, that's like, he hates these cans. <laughs> Stay away from the cans! <laughs> More cans! <laughs> There's uh, cans in there, too! That, that's actually Steve Martin's like favorite like sequence in the movie. Is it? Is the whole is the can sequence jerk chicken spices this was a terrible unofficial sponsor <laughs> i tried so hard i couldn't think of anything <laughs> funny and this was all that we came up you with you can only use it on jerk chicken though you can only use it on jerk chicken How only on chicken right you can't everything else explodes if you use it yep. like the cans yep yes stay away from the cans stay away from the cans <laughs> so what we're going to try to do because we haven't decided our movie our next movie yeah. yet um, we're going to try to do kind of what they do on this other fantastic podcast. How did this get made? How did this get made? Yes. How did this get made? They, they talk about horrible movies that were made, whether they be blockbusters or otherwise. Right. Literally, how did this movie get made? Right. You know, because it's you so horrible. You should send them Lake Noir. I should. You actually should. lives close to us. He does. He York. lives in our neighborhood. So, yeah, so we've seen him. If I run into him, him right. just have a copy of Lake Noir. Just Lawn. hand it to him. Right. Hi, sir. Same thing if I run into Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'll just have him sign our Hamilton book. Right. Book. So then right. we need to have something for um, Ron Perlman. 
Yes. We who's need in to my get, neighborhood who's now. Who's also in the neighborhood. All of a sudden. Yes. I've never heard, I haven't heard a scarier thing than Ron Perlman yell after an Uber driver who drove <laughs> past him. I would never want to be that Uber no, driver. No, never want to make in him. In a million years. No. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, um, so we're going to try to pick a movie, and then we're going to watch it separately. Yes, because um, I'm in New York for the next two weeks. Right, and I'll then I'm still here, and since I've got this little tiny, our, our little tiny top-heavy microphone, mm-hmm. um, what did I name her? Dolly. Oh, because she's top. No, no, that's my engagement ring. Oh, okay. No, this is Dolly after Dolly Parton, because she's, no, because oh. she's so top-heavy. <laughs> so I've got Dolly. Okay. You've got our normal mic. Right. I've got so the what we can do is I can try to sync it up. So that's okay. what we're gonna try to do for next week. Great. Uh, and, and I we'll think just, uh, we'll we'll do like a phone conference for the review, but record at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Um, have a great weekend. Yeah. With thank you. Guys. you. And um, and even if this wasn't quite up to par with our other ones. I feel ones. bad. This is like episode we're, ten. We're and really we're a little... tired, but still like episode ten. That's a huge yeah. achievement. And yeah, yeah, watch yeah. the jerk because it's an amazing movie. It is. Like, subscribe, share around with your friends. Please share with friends. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring Be in this instance because we don't get paid to do this. Nope, we just do it because we like it. We do it because we like it. Because we're all artists. Yes. And we so. should all create. Have a fantastic finish to your weekend. Get some sleep. Yeah, please hydrate. <laughs> and uh, we will see you next week for our mystery movie. We'll uh, figure out one to watch, one that Megan hasn't seen yet. Yep. And uh, we will have something for you next weekend. Yay! Bye, guys. Bye. I know know you belong to somebody new. But tonight you belong to me. Tonight, you belong to me.